Hey y'all, this is Jim from Jim's Face Paint and Tassels Warehouse. We are your ultimate source for all your face paint and tassel needs, whether you are a superhero or a rock star. We also have a wide variety of colored mists. So if you're looking for more bang for your buck, shop Jim's Face Paint and Tassels at facepaintandtassels.com. Woo! What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, is it my turn yet? It's only been ten minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey, yo! Oh, you didn't know? It's the Wrestle Getting Podcast. And yes, 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 it's me, it's me. It's that H-E-A-T, mobbing with the G to the M to the U to the N-N-Y. G money, and we are back after a week hiatus. Welcome, Welcome. to the Wrestle Getting Podcast. So, let's jump right into it. A little bit of uh, some good housekeeping for your ear holes. Um, we took a week off. I had some family issues I had to attend to, um, but everything is all good now, and we are back. Uh, it is Saturday night, December 14th. Um, NWA Into the Fire had already aired. We've got Ring of Honor's uh, Final Battle, which was last night, so we're going to get into all that. But as usual, go ahead and subscribe and follow us on any platform that you listen to the Russell Getting Podcast on, or that you listen to any podcast on. Go ahead and leave us a review. Hit us with a five star frog splash uh, rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and do us a huge solid and share this with all your friends, regardless if they like wrestling or not, because this is probably going to be the most entertaining thing you're going to listen to all week long. Yeah, it definitely will be. All right, so jump into the news. Jump into the news. All right. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing 1-900-454-HULK. All right, and the news this week. Looks like WWE has announced some inductions, inductees, into the 2020 Hall of Fame. I'm kind of confused by these, as I don't understand why they're going into the Hall of Fame. And one of them is none other than the Animal Batista. Thoughts? <laughs> Look, I don't want to be the first one to tell you that I'm not a Batista fan. I've never been a Batista fan, and no one will ever make me a Batista fan. The best thing Batista has is he has probably one of the best entrance musics of all time, which we can argue about. But uh, other than that, eh, really? That's the person you thought of? There's nobody else that probably needs to be in there before him? <sighs> the, the interesting thing with Batista being announced as one of the inductees into the 2020 Hall of Fame this just comes after he probably seen Dana Brooke naked. Yeah. So, 
that may be Hall of Fame worthy alone. <laughs> but definitely shouldn't be based on his wrestling career because it kind of sucked. Honestly. And I used to be a Batista fan. Like, I've met Batista. He's a really cool guy. But, uh, yeah. Not Hall of Fame worthy career, in my opinion. But, um, terrible. And uh, second inductees, or I should say the next four inductees, are part of a one of the most dominant factions in wrestling history, and that is the New World Order. The thing that boggles my mind with this is that they're only inducting four members of the NWO, um, which three of them are given. The, the fourth one is kind of out there. Um, but the, the four members are Hogan, Hall, and Nash, and Sean Waltman, um, AKA six Pac or X Pac. Now th- this is the, the big thing. There's no mention of the big show, Ted DiBiase or Eric Bischoff, who were all part of the NWO specifically before Waltman was, um, hence why Waltman's name was six because he was the sixth member of to join the NWO um, with, of course, the Giant or the Big Show being in there before that. And Ted DiBiase, Eric Bischoff. Uh, Bischoff, who created the fucking NWO, was not even part of this Hall of Fame induction either. And all four members that are being inducted into the NWO are all already inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Of course, as Hulk Hogan, Razor Ramon, Diesel, and Waltman as part of DX last year. So, but don't expect to see Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner, Scott Norton, or the legendary Soul Train Jones. Not going to happen. Terrible. Terrible. Soul Train gets snubbed yet again. Poor Vincent. (laughs) Poor, Uh, poor Vincent. Next bit of news we got here. It's the, uh, we actually reported this on like the second episode of the Russell of the podcast. So we're on episode twenty-one. So nineteen episodes ago, we announced that Morrison had signed with WWE. They finally made it official and announced that Morrison has in fact officially signed with WWE, and that was on WWE's backstage last week. So how do you feel about Joe Mo coming back? Uh, I mean, I love Joe Mo. Um, I, I loved him WWE. I definitely liked him a lot with his character and Lucha Underground. Um, I hope he goes to NXT, but I have a really bad feeling he's probably going to go to like Raw or SmackDown. Probably I, SmackDown. I think Raw. he's going to SmackDown. Yeah, definitely SmackDown over Raw. It seems like a huge push for Fox to get him to get him to SmackDown, especially since it was announced on backstage that he was coming back. Yeah. So a Fox produced show, you know, I can see him end up on Fox. But if he ends up on SmackDown, who on the SmackDown roster should he wrestle first? Uh I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him versus The Miz, to be honest. I mean, they're old wrestling buddies anyway, so it's not like it would be a whole lot for them to work out with. They would kind of already know each other well enough to get a good match regardless. Um, I mean, him and Daniel Bryan, um, 
I don't. I think the Fiend would be a little early, but that would be a good match eventually. Also, um, even like people like Ali, uh, Chad Gable. I will never call him Shorty G on this channel again. <laughs> uh, I mean, people like that. I mean, they're gonna bring out the best in each other, and it's gonna bring out good matches regardless. So, yeah, definitely about anybody top of that roster. I can honestly see him being thrown right into a program with Wyatt. Like, right off the bat. They might. Like, what are they going to do? Put them, like, will they gonna have a feud with Baron Corbin? Like, seriously? So, <sighs> so they can dump dog food on John Morrison, too? Fucking garbage. Jesus. We'll get to that later. Fucking Corbin. Fucking Corbin. <laughs> Fucking Corbin. Uh, let's see. Moving on. The NXT UK title was stolen. This happened about a couple weeks ago. Uh, prior to an Evolve show in Chicago, apparently it was a smash and grab on Walter's rental car. Um, a couple other um, wrestlers on the show, their vehicles were also broken into, um, but nothing significant as you know the UK title being stolen. So, uh, what do we get into? Yeah, big news. Uh, WWE has made a couple of releases. Uh, last couple weeks, which included Sin Cara, who had uh, initially had asked for his release a few weeks ago, so they finally granted it. Uh, Luke Harper, who is also someone that has asked for a release. And then kind of a surprising, but not really surprising, The Ascension, um, which they haven't really done anything with them since they brought them up from NXT. Um, if you follow The Ascension through their run of NXT, they were a pretty dominant and over tag team on the NXT brand and they just got to the main roster and they had no clue what to do with them. The Ascension literally could have been the next Legion of Doom or Demolition, but they just creative main roster creative just completely lost them in the shuffle. So all three of these releases four because the Ascension counts as two, um, all have 90 day, no compete clauses. So That's dumb. You won't be seeing any of these guys show up in any other major promotion until March. Dumb. So dumb. here's the question. Where do guys like Luke Harper and the Ascension end up? Are we going to see Harper I could join see, AEW? I could see Harper join AEW, I think. Honestly, I can see all, all of them going to AEW. I, I don't really think Sakaar is much going to do a whole lot, but the uh, Ascension and Luke Harper, I could both see going to AEW. I mean, honestly, I could see them going to uh, uh, NWA also. Yeah, it could be. I could see specifically Harper making a... He seems like he would fit with NWA. Yeah. And then the Ascension may end up in Impact, and they'll just get rebranded as the Descent. Yeah. That's what Impact likes to do. <laughs> but we shall see. We shall see. Um, other bit of news. We've got some couple former ECW legends. Um, the Sandman and Rob Van Dam making some comments about uh, the state of wrestling today. Um, the Sandman happened to make some pretty sexist comments. Um, over WrestleCade weekend, talking about how the women should not be main eventing any show at all, and that it should be the men doing that. Um, the main event for WrestleCade weekend was a fatal four-way match, which included the likes of Jordan Grace, 
Tessa Blanchard, and I believe Taya was in that match as well. I can't remember who the fourth uh, woman in that match was, but it was a fatal four-way. And when you have the likes of Tessa Blanchard and Jordan Grace and the other – God, I can't remember the other two women that were in that match. Um, but Tessa and Jordan alone are going to put on a clinic that the Sandman wouldn't even be able to come near – like in his wildest dreams of ever performing half the stuff that these women would do in that ring. I mean, we're talking pretty much, you know, I love the same man, love the same man. He's pretty much just a glorified brawler, like bar brawler is pretty much what he is. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's got plenty of brain damage from all those uh, cans he would bust his head open on, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably why he does, uh, doesn't uh, know a whole lot. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But the plus side, we got big time wrestling coming in January. <laughs> in two weeks, and the Sandman is being advertised for the show. So, awesome. Let's see how sexist he really is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Then, um, we got RVD making some comments as well um, about how 170 pound dudes are ruining wrestling. Mainly because what he's saying is that the the moves that they're doing don't look like they're impactful. They don't look like they hurt and all this other crap. But correct me if I'm wrong, but half the shit that Gargano and Ciampa did to each other looked pretty fucking painful. Yep. <laughs> and honestly, our Van Dam, like the only reason why he is relevant is because of his fucking girlfriend, Katie Forbes. And the only reason why she's relevant is because she's Rob Van Dam's girlfriend. Yep. So, <laughs> Sad to say, but it's true. Like, RVD just needs to go back to whatever bong pot store, wherever he crawled out of, and just and stay there. Uh, what else happened news-wise? Joey Mercury tweeted out a list of possible ROH talent being released in 2020. Um, of course, this is coming from the, the CEO of Ring of Honor. Um, the short list on this pretty much is some of ROH's bigger names. Some of ROH has a few of ROH's bigger names on here, uh, which, of course, one being Shane Taylor, who was the, up until Friday night, the Ring of Honor television champion. Um, Brody King, who was part of the six-man tag team champions with PCO and Marty Skrull as part of Villain Enterprises. Uh, the Boys, who are most famous for being the valets of Dalton Castle, who recently had an NXT tryout. So we'll see if... Uh, actually, I think I don't even think they're with Ring of Honor anymore. Uh, Tracy Williams, who was a part of Lifeblood. Uh, TK O'Ryan, who was recently up until recently part of the Kingdom, but they split up the Kingdom. Uh, Colt Cabana... Um, I'm not sure what he's really doing with Ring of Honor. I know he appeared on at Final Battle, um, Rhett Titus, and that's pretty much those seven guys right there. Like some of them have been with Ring of Honor for a while, especially Rhett Titus. But um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there there is a side note though that Brody King's release is conditional, so that may be on the condition if Marty's girl actually stays with Ring of Honor or not. Um, but that's just pure speculation right now. Let's see, yeah. Yeah. And a bit of fun news <laughs> coming from the MMA world. T 
Tito Ortiz has won the WWE Championship from Alberto Del Rio by defeating him in an MMA fight. So this whole thing pretty much is Del Rio put up a replica WWE title belt that he had in in his possession. It was pretty much a replica title when he was WWE Champion. He put that title on the line in an MMA fight and lost. The fact that Tito Ortiz agreed to an MMA fight for a WWE replica title really has to tell you a lot of our where Ortiz's career has gone. <laughs> oh lord! Well, it's like it, it's funny, like thinking about this stuff. It makes me think of uh, I know you don't watch uh, uh, Xavier Woods up, up, down, down, but him and Miz do this like thing back and forth. And they'll do oh, like yeah, they'll do that. like matches, but the Miz will like put up his titles. I saw that. So There's Xavier a, always beats him in every single game. There was an episode of as I was watching the Miz and Misses. It was on after um, SmackDown when SmackDown was still on USA. Yeah. And um, Xavier's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a rematch, but I want your wife's women's championship. He lost women's it. He lost it. Didn't ask her for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He bet it and didn't even ask her for it. Well, you know, Woods being the guy that he is told Maurice what had happened. And um, Maurice just like played the whole thing off like she was pissed and everything or didn't know anything about it. Then she started asking, like, where's my title? Where's my Divas title? Where's my Divas championship? <laughs> All sorts of stuff. And Miz is like, oh, I don't know. Maybe, um, oh, I took it to get it cleaned or you know, something, <laughs> something stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> That's great. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. And figure news. We got some exciting figure news. Um, Mattel. Let's start off with Mattel. Um, Elite 75 just went up for pre-order on Ringside Collectibles this past Friday. Uh, this set includes the first Elite of Mandy Rose. Uh, newest updated Elite for Kalisto. Another Seth Rollins. A new updated Pete Dunn. A uh, Jeff Hardy and the first ever Mattel Elite of the Hurricane Shane motherfucking Helms, which is also going to be the chase in this set. So there will be two Hurricane figures coming out in Elite 75. And those are up for pre-order now at Ringside Collectibles. Uh, Super 7 has announced an Andre the Giant, uh, which is going to be 8 inches tall. Which looks freaking amazing. It, depicting Andre very early on in his career. Um, it comes with like a bunch of accessories. Interchangeable hands, heads. Just freaking amazing, amazing figure. And um, finally, for figure news, Figures Toy Company has um, shown off new head sculpts for some Ring of Honor veterans. Being the Briscoes and Jay Lethal. Um, the Briscoe's head sculpts look kind of cool. Lethal, lethal looks a little, little iffy. A little touch and go on that one, but well, other than that, they look pretty cool. So, Man's figures, toy company we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, when you're basically just taking Jack's figures and just reworking head sculpts for them, then yeah, so, yep. So, so that is going to be it for the news. We're going to take a brief break and we'll be back for the get in the ring segment. So stay tuned. 
What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. And I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, we are back. So let's get in the ring. So let's jump into, like, I really didn't watch SmackDown. Barely paid attention to Raw this week. There was no NWA episode, which, you know, pay-per-view was this, this weekend. Um, AEW, I kind of fast-forwarded through some of it. Uh, NXT, I really didn't get, a, didn't get a chance to watch. So I really didn't get to watch anything. <laughs> I didn't watch a whole so, lot of stuff either. I kind of... Kind of about the same. I kind of like flicked through some stuff, watched a few things here and there, uh, watched highlights on like my Instagram and Facebook, whatever pops up. I usually watch that kind of stuff, but like I didn't really in depth watch any of them this week. Um, but yeah, we can definitely get into the few things, few hit points we need to hit into. So with SmackDown, um, we'll, we're going to rewind here in a couple weeks. Um, the Fiend's belt. Fucking I, hideous. I don't understand that at all. Like, I I love the idea of Daniel Bryan, or not Daniel Bryan, but uh, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend having two separate title belts. Personally, I think what they should have did with the previous Universal title with the red strap is I think The Fiend should have destroyed it. And he should have been carrying around that busted up universal title on the red strap. You know, kind of similar to what they did when they made the hardcore title and they destroyed the WWF title at the time. You know, before they, because they upgraded the the title belt. But I really think that's what he should have did. That would have represented, to me, more of what The Fiend is about, which is more about causing chaos and... And disarray, all this other stuff, as opposed to making some freaking Halloween-looking belt with his face on it, with with just a mask on there. It's freaking ridiculous. And you're charging six thousand dollars for a fucking replica of that because Tom Savini is the one that made the fucking mask. Freaking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have been fine with like them bringing back like the hardcore title or something, just having that over him. That would have looked fucking better than that. <laughs> Fucking shit. But uh, like I said, I really think he should have just destroyed that that original Universal title and just carried around looking all chaotic and all this other shit. Um, Alright, let's jump forward to this past Friday. Um, we got more so with the 
uh, Bray Wyatt and The Miz going into the TLC. Um, they did an interview with The Miz and Maurice from their home. Uh, they're looking at the baby monitor. I guess the kids were crying or something. Maurice pulls up the baby monitor, and you see, like, Wyatt, like, flash on the baby monitor, and they go away. And then there's, like, the puppets are in the room with the baby. And then by the time Miz and Maurice get to the bedroom, the puppets are gone, except for one creepy-ass doll that has a fiend pretty much face. Like, it looks like fiend face paint on the doll's face. Creepy as hell. Yep. It's Liv Morgan, y'all. It's Liv Morgan. <laughs> I don't think it's Liv. Liv got drafted the Raw. Yeah. She's had something to say about everything uh, Fiend's done recently. So We'll see. It'll be awesome. Um, speaking of Raw, speaking of Liv Morgan, uh, we did get a little video vignette of Liv, Liv Morgan's makeover coming soon. Um Kind of curious as to see where that's going to go. Hopefully it doesn't end up like the Emelina bullshit thing we got a few years ago. Uh, Seth Rollins finally went full heel and aligned himself with the AOP as they destroyed KO. And in our notes, I put Rollins and AOP destroy AOP. So I don't know how that happened, but... Oh, boy. Oh, there's going to be some issues in the space-time continuum for that one. Uh, Kabuki Warriors destroyed Becky and Charlotte. Then we had a bunch of bullshit. Some more bullshit that nobody cares about. But I want to know, what's in Rowan's box? It's a parrot with an eye patch. <laughs> I think it's his mother's severed head. That's what I'm thinking. And we're gonna we're gonna keep guessing every week until it gets revealed. So. But what's in Rowan's box? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Like I said, there was no new NWA episode this week. Um, we did get a couple. Um, we got a 10 pounds of gold segment, um, which is about 29 minutes of Nick Aldis and James Storm face-to-face talking like an interview type thing. Um, AEW, uh, we got the Butcher and the Blade taking on defeating Cody and QT Marshall. Uh, Cody's on the outside. Darby Allen had come out to help up Cody. Uh, basically tell him, like, you know, you said you ain't got no friends here, but, you know, I'm willing to help you. All this other shit. Uh, we had an in-ring segment with Jericho and uh, Moxley, where Jericho tried to get Moxley to join the inner circle. So I'm pretty sure we're going to get a uh, program with Moxley and Jericho. Um, then an interview with Pac. He wants his rubber... Match with Kenny Omega. Yeah. So, and then the Bucks become the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Again. Which, as I said, I don't get because all they do is lose. So, is this to kind of elevate SCU a little bit more by having them, you know, defend the titles and defeat the Bucks? Or are the Bucks finally going to win the AEW tag team titles? And I believe that match will set for next week. Maybe. I think so. I'll say I know they're doing uh, Darby Allen and Cody versus uh, the Blade and the Butcher next week also. Well, that should be fun. Yeah. That should be fun indeed. But you know what the main thing to think about, though, is? 
So forgetting all these other matches, so like the Bucks become the number one contenders, you know, we're gonna get Jericho and Moxley. So why does the win loss ratio even matter if the people who aren't even number one are getting matches when they're not supposed to? Oh, that is absolutely true. So maybe they should just, you know, get rid of it and just scrap the ranking system. Scrap the bullshit because it's not even fucking matter, apparently. Uh, NXT, the two biggest things that come out of that, Angel Garza defeats Leo Rush to become the new Cruiserweight Champion, and Finn Balor defeats Keith Lee and Tommaso Ciampa. I keep pinned Keith Lee. In the uh, number one contenders match, so we will see Finn taking on Adam Cole next week. The other thing to add is Angel Garza proposed after the match also. Yeah. Yeah. So Angel Garza is now engaged. He's um, on top of the world. What we got? Well, we had uh, Mia Yim take on Dakota Kai. Yeah. So, but she needs to leave that fucking knee brace from Tiga Knox at home. So here's my thing. Io Shirai, who you know, good looking. Yeah. Turns heel and becomes like super sexy. Yeah. Dakota Kai, who's kind of cute. Turns heel and becomes super sexy. Yeah. What is up with this? Like, <laughs> is this are like are they going to turn like Mia Yim heel and she's going to become like super sexy too? So, uh, I mean, like, maybe, but I don't see that happening. Or, I mean, I, I don't understand. It. Is is that the kind of like throw off the fact that our NXT Women's Champion, who's like the biggest heel in NXT, <laughs> looks like a fucking pit bull? <laughs> so, like Candice LeRae is going to turn heel and she's automatically going to be super sexy like I don't understand this <laughs> what are you doing Hunter Triple H what are you doing why <laughs> what, what drugs are you giving these women to make them look better <laughs> alright so on that note we're going to jump into results for Ring of Honor and NWA into the fire. And then we're going to break down TLC with what has been announced so far for the card for that. So, Ring of Honor final battle was Friday night, this past Friday, which yesterday, because we're recording this on Saturday night, like we said earlier, um, we saw um, pre-show Josh Woods and Silas Young um, defeating the team of Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry. Um... Main show, Jeff Cobb over Dan Math. Uh, Bandito and Flamito, Flamita over Marty Skrull and Flip Gordon. Uh, Vincent uh, over Matt Taven. Uh, Haskins over Bully Ray. Alex Shelley over Colt Cabana. Manic over Maria Manic over Angelina Love. Dragon Lee over Shane Taylor to become the new Ring of Honor television champion. Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham defeat the Briscoes to become the new tag team champions. And PCO over Rush to become the new Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Now the crazy thing with PCO winning this, this dude is going to be 52 in two weeks. 52 years old. Well, 51 right now. You know, dude in his 50s pulling off half the shit that he does in the ring. Hanging with guys like Rush and, you know, Jay Lethal and 
Marty Skrull, like all these guys that he's been in the ring with. And he is now the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. PCO, who used to be a Mountie <laughs> and a Quebecer. A Quebecer? In WWE, back in the day. Pierre Carl Ouellette. Yep. Is now the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Crazy. And just shows that even at 50-something years old, you can reinvent your character to continue to give your career more life. And that is exactly what PCO did with this Frankenstein-esque type character that he's been doing. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Let's jump into the fire with NWA results. Into the fire. Into the fire. Best wrestling theme song ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We saw Eli Drake um, go over Ken Anderson, Thunder Rosa over Tasha Steeles, the question mark, and his karate over Trevor Murdoch. And I'm telling y'all, I'm telling you, I'm going to keep telling you this till his mask gets ripped off. It ain't fucking, no Josephus. Question mark is fucking Josephus. It ain't no Josephus. It is Josephus. Oh, it ain't Josephus. <laughs> It'll be like his twin brother. Ray Cephas. <laughs> uh, let's see. Question mark over Trevor Murdoch. The Rock and Roll Express retains against the Wild Cards. Uh, Allison K and ODB. Um, ODB replacing the injured um, Vox. Um, defeating the team of Molina and Marty Bell. Uh, Aaron Stevens over Colt Cabana and Ricky Starks to become the new NWA national champion. So that is going to be so much fun to listen to Aaron Stevens gloat about being the NWA national champion when NWA returns with new episodes this Tuesday. Um, Nick Aldis retained in a two out of three falls matching over James Storm uh, with two pinfalls to one, obviously. And the biggest thing to come out of the fire tonight, the villain, Marty Skrull, is in NWA. Don't know the full details. If he's signed a multi-year deal or if he's just there for a few appearances but Marty Skrull was in an NWA ring interrupting Nick Aldis's post-match interview and cutting a promo on all this so if you did not have a reason to watch NWA which I don't understand what any of those reasons are for you not to watch NWA now you have a reason and that reason is the villain, Marty fucking Skrull. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. All right, so uh, TLC predictions? TLC predictions. TLC. Uh, which is, in fact, tomorrow night, December 15th. The card looks kind of shitty, in all honesty. Agree. Um, we have Bray Wyatt taking on the Miz in a non-title matchup. So more so more than likely it will be Mr. Rogers, Bray Wyatt, taking on the Miz. 
I think it will be. Um, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, the fiend may make an appearance, but like the way they've been kind of like playing it off is like the fiend is dealing with Daniel Bryan, so it's just Bray Wyatt. Like they do a really good job with like making it seem like it's two different people when we all know it's one person. So I I, I would be surprised if the fiend was there to be honest. But I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that much, but a little bit with the way they've got it going. Awesome. So, um, I'm taking Bray Wyatt in this one. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see no Daniel Bryan get involved. And I think we're, we're going to see the uh, the new look of Daniel Bryan. There ain't no way the Miz is winning this match. <laughs> nope. Uh, we got the Kabuki Warriors defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship against Becky and Charlotte in a TLC match. We get Becky two belts, y'all. Becky two belts. Unfortunately, she's coming back. As much as I hate to see Oscar and Kyrie Saint lose uh, those women's tag teams championships, but I feel that they are going to be a story arc for Becky and Charlotte, leading up to a potential split of Becky and Charlotte again, with Becky and Charlotte going against each other for the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah. Uh, what else we got announced here? Rusev versus Lashley in a tables match. Um, after the beatdown Lashley got from Rusev, I'm honestly going to say that Lashley is probably going to pick up the win for this one. I want Rusev to beat Lashley so bad I don't see him on a WWE TV for like <laughs> months. It's fucking Bobby Lashley. Ugh. I like Bobby Lashley less than I like Batista, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, Lashley sucks. Lashley Batista sucks, sucks too, but Lashley sucks more than Batista does. And thinking Lana was going to make Lashley better, that it actually made him worse. I didn't know that was possible, but it made him worse. Like The best thing that Lashley ever got was uh, uh, Leo Rush. And Lashley, Lashley, as annoying as it Pretty was, much. still was better than what we're getting. But now we're shuttled with Lana and her fire promo was like, Calling Kevin Owens basic a basic cake eater, pizza eater shit that came out of her mouth. Like I don't know if it was written that way or they just let her go out there and say what she wanted, but somebody needs to be fired. And if that has to be Lana, then so be it. Uh, let's see. Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in a TLC match. Uh, taking Roman on that one. That's the it seems like the easy pick there. Agreed. I don't see Corbin winning it, especially after the bullshit. Yeah. And you know, Roman's the prodigal child, so he can't lose a match. Yep. Uh, we got the New Day defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Revival in a ladder match. Um, I'm going with New Day to retain the titles on this one. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see the Revival win, but I don't. I don't think they're going to let the New Day drop them just yet. Thinking of revival, honestly, in the next couple months is on their way out the door. Yep. Uh, what else we got? Viking Raiders issued an open challenge. Um, there's not really a whole lot of tag teams that the the Viking Raiders haven't destroyed yet. So I don't know if anybody's gonna be asking, you know, an open challenge for the Viking Raiders. Are we gonna get Viking Raiders versus AOP already? That could be a possibility. Or Viking Raiders versus Hawkins and Ryder. Which is more likely. 
<laughs> yeah. Wait, awesome. This is what we should get. We should get the Viking Raiders and then the Bollywood Boys. And then I would love to see that destroyed. Yeah. Destroy the Bollywood Boys. I don't even know who. You know it's sad? It's sad when, like, there's so much that goes on with that 24-7 title. I don't even know who has it anymore. I hope R-Truth still has R-Truth it. R-Truth does. Because he lost the title to one of the NASCAR drivers um, two weeks ago. And then after the after Raw had gone off the air, um, Truth had uh, rolled him up and won the title back. Awesome. So, yeah, 24-7 title was cool when it started. And now it's just, yeah. Um, let's see. And for the final tidbit here for our Get in the Ring segment. Segment, segment, segment. Blah. New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced the full card for both days of Wrestle Kingdom, which is coming up Saturday. Saturday, Saturday January 4th. And yes. January 5th. So day one, the IWD, IWGP Championship match, um, Okada versus Ibushi. Ooh. That is going to be... Straight fire right there. Shit. I don't know if we're going to get the rest of these matches done. That match is going to last at least an hour. That's how they do it over there. Matches last an hour. We've got the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match with Jay White defending against Naito. That's two hours right there. This is insane. (laughs) We've got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Will Ospreay. Defending against Takahashi. Crazy. Um, IWGP United States Championship match. A Texas death match. Lance Archer versus John Moxley. This is insane. Like that's just like was that five matches? Four matches? Four matches. That's, four matches that's right four there. Hours. All title well, matches. Three, three to four hours right there. Just and the matches. Just those matches alone look better than any card that WWE has put out for a pay-per-view in the last six months. Yep. That doesn't that excludes a takeover. Uh what else we got? IWGP tag team championship match. My dudes, bowl club members, the gorillas of destiny. Defending against Dave Finley and Juice Robinson. Dave Finley, who is the son of wrestling legend Fit Finley. And, of course, Juice Robinson, if you remember correctly, was C.J. Parker in NXT. Um, Was also appeared numerous times on Ring of Honor television as part of Lifeblood. Uh, What else we got in here? Yushin Thunder Liger. Uh, Tatsumi... Fujinami and the great Sasuke, the great Sasuke and Tiger Mask versus Sano, Otani, Takeiwa, and Taguchi in eight man tag team match. Um, Chaos members Yoshohashi, uh, Toroyano, Tomiro Ishii, and Haruki Goto. Um, taking on Bullet Club members Kenta, Chase Owens, uh, Takahashi, Yujiro Takahashi, and Bad Luck Fale. Um, another eight-man tag match. Um, Los Ingrenables de Japón. Um, members Bushi, Tagachi, Evil, and Sonata. Taking on Suzuki Gun members El Desperado, Taichi, 
Suzuki, and Zack Sabre Jr. Some more eight-man tag team matches. So that is just day one of Wrestle Kingdom. It's like, it's like eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't. Even, that's not even the Battle Royal. Usually there's this big-ass Battle Royal. I mean, I, I'm you sure know. you guys are like, oh, eight hours? Like, if you were to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, you would know, like, this is this fucking eight hours. Like, these matches are going <laughs> to last an hour. This is all day. This, this, this is, shit's going to last all day. This is New Japan. That's wrestling. how they do it. Uh, day two will pit the IWGP champion versus the IWGP intercontinental champion in a title versus title match. So that is going to be the winner of Okada and Ibushi taking on the winner of Jay White and Naito. Insane. Like any combination of the four of those is going to be a fucking amazing matchup. Like, yes, it is. Uh, then you got uh, Tanahashi taking on Jericho. Um, IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship match with um, Taiji Ishimori. And El Fantasmo taking on Rapongi 3000. Crazy. Um, let's see. Then we've got the loser of Okada versus Ibushi taking on the loser of Jay White versus Naito. So, again, like any combination of the four of those is going to put on a hell of a match. Um, you've got the Never Openweight Championship match with Kenta defending against Hiroki Goto. Um, IWGP United States Championship match, um, either Lance Archer or John Moxley defending against Juice Robinson, uh, Revolution Pro British Heavyweight Championship match, Zack Sabre Jr. defending against Sonata, and Yushin Liger's retirement match, um, which is going to be a tag match to be Yushin Liger and Sano taking on Ryu Lee and Hiromu. Takahashi. So that alone, night two, Yushin Liger's retirement match is is a musty, musty thing. Like granted, it's a tag team match, but it's still it's like it's Liger's last match. Yeah. That that's like New Japan puts on one hell of a show. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Could you imagine if WrestleMania was two nights? They wouldn't know what to do with themselves if it was they two wouldn't. nights. And the sad thing is they have the roster to do it. I know. They could do two nights. They, they just don't utilize they it. They could do this. But they, they they can't do this. No. Not not that quality. They can put out the quantity that New Japan is putting out. But not the quality. Absolutely. So every single one of these matches is a quality match. Even, you know, just your breakdown to your, like, matches, like, um, like, like your eight-man tag matches. like all the, If you watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know these guys. You know the, the amount of work that all these guys put into showing the best quality of wrestling there is. And they, they go out there and just fucking blow your minds and your ear holes and your eyeballs and... Just like, what the fuck? Because they do such a great job of just like, just the wrestling aspect. Because you don't, 
I mean, yeah, they do a little bit of like this, you know, like they still have to set up the matches or whatever. They do a little bit of that. But like New Japan is wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Like they don't have all the bullshit that WWE has with all this other garbage they put out there. This just, they're about the wrestling. And that's why when you watch their their shows, you watch their pay-per-views, you get the best wrestling you can watch on TV. You just do. Absolutely. New Japan for the win. Woo woo. Woo woo. So that is going to conclude the Get in the Ring segment. We're going to take a brief break and we'll be back with your weekly trivia question and some QAs and your weekly segment of Push, Fire, or Bury. And we'll be back. Hey, WrestleGuardian Podcast. Are you a fan of old school WWF, but you don't want to give that millionaire Vince McMahon any more money? Well, lucky for you, I owned a VCR back in the 90s and recorded every pay-per-view. Each tape is $15.99, and we can meet up at the Mayflower on 15501. Hit me up on Facebook, Will Jeffrey. I still got vape juice. All right, y'all, and we are back, and we're going to kick it off with Push, fire, bury. So basically what we've done is we have loaded a bunch of names into a random um, generator type thing, um, which will give us three names at random. What we must do is decide who we are going to push, who will fire, and who will get buried out of the three names that we pick or the computer will pick for us at random. So, you want to go first? Sure. All right. So, we got name number one. Keith Lee. Okay, 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 okay. Bask in his glory. Oh, bask in his glory. Kenny Omega. Oh. Oof. And Walter. Oh. Push, fire, bury. This is like the easiest one I've ever gotten. <laughs> uh, actually, it's not that easy. Um, hmm. This is why we don't include names in there like Barry Horowitz <laughs> or Bob Sparkplug Holly. Gilbert. So, <laughs> we need to make it harder. So. Um, man, that's kind of hard. Uh, I mean, if you'd asked me this months ago, it'd been easy because I didn't like Walter a few months ago, but Walter's fucking amazing. Uh, Walter is amazing. Walter is amazing. Uh, okay. He's gonna fire Keithley. Fire Keithley. Yeah, I know. Just between <laughs> the three, I. Just... Uh, I think I'm going to. I'm gonna bury. Kenny Omega. Okay. And I'm going to push Walter. Push Walter. So, push Walter. 
Barry Omega, fire Keith Lee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds bad, but you guys would have done probably something similar. I would have fired Omega. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe. I don't know. That's tough. All right. So let's uh, hit that random button and see. All right. Let's see. Let's see. First, we get Daniel Bryan. D. Bryan. <laughs> oh. Starting off good already. Marty Skrull. Girl. The villain. And last but not least. Oh, I think I got. I think I got this figured out. Uh, Marty Skrull again. Not really random. Randy, Randy Orton. Oh man, that was easy for you. Fire Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> Bury Daniel Bryan. Push Marty Scurll. Uh man, that was too easy. Uh, that was. Too you easy. don't fucking like Orton, so I, of I course don't. you're gonna fucking fire Orton. <laughs> oh god. Uh, sometimes these are real thought provoking. Other times it's like, yeah, we we'll just get rid of this fucker. Yeah, so. get rid of this fucker. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into let's let's do trivia, and then we'll close it out with Q and A. So trivia last week or two weeks ago uh, was a true or false question, and the question was: Billy Kidman is the only person to have three consecutive pinfalls over Hulk Hogan. So if you knew that answer was true, go ahead and give yourself that good old fashioned Barry Horowitz pat on the back. Because you are correct. This week's question. Which of the following stables was Arn Anderson not a member of? The choices you have are the Four Horsemen, the Heenan Family, the Dangerous Alliance, and the First Family. So you go ahead and leave your answer on any thread or post uh, promoting episode 21 of the WrestleGetting podcast. Or you can email us at askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com. Put in that subject line, episode 21 trivia question. And just throw your answer in the body. And uh, we'll let you know if you're wrong or right. So there we go. Yep. So now let's jump into the Q&A. What? 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 John, John, where's your favorite wrestler? Let's stay here. <laughs> I see. All right. So the first question comes from the young man by the name of John John, and he wants to know who our favorite wrestler with straight hair is. Yeah. I don't know if he means long hair or like straightened hair. But if he means long hair, favorite straight-haired wrestler for me. Big Cass. Big Cass can go suck a D. <laughs> <laughs> favorite long-haired wrestler for me. He doesn't have long hair anymore. Um, honestly, no. Actually, Macho Man. Yeah, Macho, Macho Man, Man had, had long, long hair for yeah. his entire career. And it was pretty much straight. So, Macho Man Randy Savage. 
<sighs> Dig it. Uh, I think, honestly, I think if I were to say right now who it would be, I don't know why, but like, I love Hangman Adam Page. So for me right now, he'd probably be who I would say is like one of my favorite wrestlers with straight hair. Page is a superstar. Dude, he's, he is And I kind of feel that he's not being used to his potential in AEW right now. But, uh, yeah. So, all right. Some good answers there. Uh, next question comes from regular listener, Sister Mildred. Hey, babe, this is Sister Mildred calling back from the Buena Vista Baptist Church. I got another question for you, babies. What's your favorite old boy toy Shawn McMichaels match? I look forward to hearing your answers. I love you, babies. Bye. And she wants to know who our favorite, what our favorite Shawn McMichaels match was. Um, I'm going to assume that she means Shawn Michaels, the heartbreaker, the heartbreak kid, and not Steve Mongo McMichaels, former <laughs> former player for the Chicago Bears and former WCW superstar. So, um, but uh, if it's Shawn Michaels, um, obviously the easy one for this is Michaels versus Razor Ramon. Uh, the first ever ladder match in the WWF for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, there's that one, and of course, Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. Yeah, I also think you could do one of the few that I would definitely say is really good. You could do uh, Michaels and uh, Ric Flair at WrestleMania when he ended his career. That match is a phenomenal match. Um, even the the lat. <sighs> I don't know that necessarily the last one with uh, Undertaker at Mania was the best, but all those are really good matches. Michael's also. an angle. Michael's an angle. Um, there's so many to pick from. <laughs> I would say Michael's and Hogan, but Hogan no sold pretty much everything that Michael's did during the entire match. Um, and I was live in attendance for that. <laughs> the SummerSlam, like 2004, 2005. Um, yeah. So... Michaels has had a lot of uh, a lot of matches, a lot of career defining matches, a lot of a lot of duds. Um, but yeah, good times right there. Um, our final question comes from Big it was Big Jim, truck driver friend, Big Jim. Um, hey, this is Big Jim out of Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm a truck driver, so when I'm on the road, if I ain't jerking off, I'm listening to the WrestleGadden podcast. My question for you guys is, what's your favorite express? Midnight, Rock and Roll, The Orient, The American, The Cam-Am, hell, even The Lex Express. What's the best express in wrestling? I'll leave it to you guys to figure out. Thanks, bye. I, I, for one, we talked about this after we listened to your question, um, but we are both happy that you're not masturbating and listening to 
the Russell Gadget Podcast. So <laughs> glad you're doing these at separate times. <laughs> Just because that's a little weird and creepy. So, yeah. Low road gets awful lonely there, doesn't it, Big Jim? <laughs> but, uh, Big Jim wants to know what our favorite express is, was. Uh, basically meaning tag teams um, or even the Lex Express. Um, but, you know, tag teams like the Oriental Express, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, you know, guys like that. Um, me personally, I'm going to go with the Oriental Express just because they're managed by Mr. Fuji. And Mr. Fuji was a fucking man. <laughs> you know, if... Uh... The MVP of the pod was here. He would say the Rock and Roll Express. Yes. He'd say there's no question. They're the greatest express to ever show the express is their last thing. They're the best tag team in all the bids. Nine-time NWA tag team champions. But I ain't going to say that. The Lux Express trumps the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> and all that was was a bus. Or the DX Express. DX Express. You know, we gotta we always gotta mention the Jurassic Express. The Jurassic Express, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Luchasaurus. No Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy and the little kid who just lost the lollipop and can't get it back. Yep. <laughs> I still believe that he has to get a permission slip sign just to step into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh you really think Marco Stunt is a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Just trying to find where his mommy is. <laughs> All right. So that is going to wrap up another edition of the Russell Gannett Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. A um, little quick little shout-out to the Wrestling Forum on Facebook. Go ahead, join that group. They post a lot of cool wrestling content, like wrestler birthdays. Um Women of the Day, uh, Female Wrestler of the Day, things like that. So pretty cool follow. Um, lots, of, lots of fun stuff that they post on there. Uh, just go ahead and search the Wrestling Forum on Facebook and go ahead and join that group. Those guys are pretty cool. Uh, but that's all I've got for this week. That's it? That's it. So hopefully we'll have an episode out on a regular day on Friday uh, this coming week. And we will run down our TLC uh, post TLC coverage um, results for that. Uh, of course, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT. We've got a lot of title matches coming up this week just on your regular programming with AEW. Um, we got the NXT Women's Championship even defended on the 18th. The um, NXT World title. I think that, I think pretty much every title I think is being defended on this coming week's NWA. Or not NWA. AEW. AEW and NXT. NXT event. So... Lots to look forward to there on top of TLC. So. so for myself, I am Chris the Heat Matthews. And for Garrett G Money Mun, thank you all for listening and check us out. Stay classy, Marks. <laughs> <laughs>